Welcome to another episode of Indiana Politics. I'm Deb Chubb, and we are very excited to talk about a very large issue um, with um, Steve Key, the Executive Director and General Counsel for the Indiana Hoosier Press Association. Um, no, Hoosier State Press Association. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I can't get that right. So, um, but thank you for being here. And um, just to give a little background, um, if you could, about your organization. I know you do work um, you know, uh, with the legislature on legislation you know, involving public notice and access. Um, but tell us a little bit more about uh, your organization, how many members, and, and we want to know, um, you know, member press outlets, has that changed? Has that changed over the years? And where are you at now? Well, we represent the, uh, the state's paid circulation newspapers, and currently that's uh, uh, right at 150 uh, newspapers across the state. And those range from, you know, small uh, uh, hyper local weekly papers with, uh, you know, maybe a thousand circulation, you know, up to your larger uh, uh, daily newspapers across the state, you know, the Indianapolis Star, the Times of Northwest Indiana, the Journal Gazette of Fort Wayne. Uh, you know, so we run the full gamut uh, as far as size of newspapers uh, across the state. And you're right, the, you know, the, the main function, you know, and the reason why we've existed since 1933 is to represent the newspaper industry before, you know, various government entities, you know, primarily the state legislature. And uh, there, if you talk to legislators, they know us most because we get involved with uh, uh, the access to information. Uh, whether it's the uh, things that fall under uh, the open door law where governments or entities required to meet in the open, uh, access to public records act, which recognizes that government records belong to the people, not to the government agencies. And then the third leg of that, that transparency platform is uh, public notice advertising, where the legislature has deemed that there is certain information that has an importance uh, to get in front of the public as part of a, a functioning democracy uh, that they require government agencies to actually place a notice in the paper and pay for that notice so that there's no editing of it. There's, it's exactly what the law prescribes uh, for it to be in there. That's great. And, you know, we were talking about uh, one very good example of this function, uh, and that is uh, environmental issues. Uh, uh, you know, there was a requirement that Indiana Department of Environmental Management publish notices about public hearings and about permit renewals and permit applications so that the public could hear about what kind of environmental impacts were coming to their community and go to a public forum and comment uh, on, on the new thing or a permit renewal. This was your chance to complain about you know, the way that the uh, industry had been performing in the past under the old permit. Uh, this was your chance to, you know, have be a face-to-face -face with the industry and ask questions about what they were doing. And this was a chance to uh, bring your friends into this issue and make them aware of what was happening in their environments. And um, as, you know, you mentioned, there are many government agencies now who are trying to move those public notices from public newspapers just to a website. And in my uh, previous work in environmental activism, I will tell you, I have tried to get on IDEMS, you know, they call it the file cabinet, uh, and find things. And it is really near impossible uh, to find stuff. And to think that now even public notices about environmental permitting and, you know, problems with that permit or new industries coming into your community, 
the only way the public would know about it is if they somehow figured it out on their own and managed to get to the file cabinet at IDEM and, and managed to dig through. And you know, you have to find, find the corporate name of the industry, figure it out. I mean, it's just really, it, it's just really tragic in my opinion. And, um, and I know that there were a number of bills this year uh, proposed to do more of that, to move more of those public notices uh, just onto government agency websites, um, which are, I will say again, not the easiest to navigate. And so, um, and we'll only get people who, you know, are intensely interested in finding that information. So, um, so any other bills happening this session that we should be looking out for, that we should be worried about? Well, we're getting close to the end of the, the session. Uh, the committee uh, uh, deadline for bills that are being heard that originated from the other chambers coming up this week. So we're getting down to, after that'll be what's called conference committees. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the bills have already died or are gonna be dying within the next week. As far as public notice, the only uh, uh, significant bill that's kind of still out there and, and moving would be Senate Bill 332. Uh, authored by uh, uh, Senator Jim Buck, a Republican from, from Kokomo. And what this bill does is it, it's focused only on public notices that are required to be published two or three times in the newspaper. And what his bill would do would uh, say the first uh, publication would still go into the, the local newspaper, be printed, uh, but the, the subsequent, the second or third, depending on which statute we're talking about notices, the government entity could take the option uh, of rather than posting or publishing it in the newspaper, they could post it on a, an official website, most likely their, their government website. So uh, it doesn't mean that these notices won't be in the paper. They just won't be in the paper multiple times for these certain specific notices, uh, which obviously reduces, you know, the, the opportunity, you know, in, in real estate, you always talk about location, location, location. When you talk about advertising, it's, you know, it's, it's frequency, you know, how many times are you putting it in front of, of the reader? And, and the concern, uh, although we are, um, uh, you know, we have supported the bill at its last committee hearing uh, in, in kind of good faith uh, uh, working with Senator Buck uh, and with the legislature um, uh, because we are proposing or we basically pledged to the leadership that we are going to be bringing to the legislature in 2022 a comprehensive bill on public notice advertising to kind of modernize it and try to uh, recognize that as more and more Hoosiers are going to the digital uh, plat platforms to get their local news, we wanna make sure the public notices are gonna be uh, presented in a fashion where they can still be accessible, uh, verifiable, uh, archive, uh, archived, uh, and uh, should continue to go through an independent entity as far as the source of distribution. Uh, people are used to reading their paper to find out their local news. Uh, it would be crazy to think that any family, particularly families of kids, you know, who, you know, they've got to get their kids to little league or soccer practice or dance recitals, whatever the case may be. Then they get them home, finish up any homework. If it's a uh, school still in session, get the kids fed, 
uh, get the laundry, the dishes taken care of, and then expect that the parents or pair single parent is going to sit down and say, okay, it's now time for me to figure out what's government's doing that might impact me. And I've got to go through and I've got to look at, you know, various state uh, websites. I've got to look at my county uh, commissioner's website, maybe a separate website for the council, uh, BZA, uh, planning commission, uh, you know, my school district, uh, is there a library district? There's no way that anybody's going to go to all these websites on a regular basis to see if something is coming up or is being contemplated that they would be concerned about. What's always been the case, and it goes back before Indiana was, was, a, was a state, is that important public notices that the government thinks is, wants to get into Hoosier's hands have gone through their local Indiana newspapers because that's where people are going to look for their local news. And, and with newspapers, there's always been kind of serendipity that you're going to your newspaper, not necessarily looking for a public notice because you don't know the public notice that you're, in, you're interested in is gonna be in there. But while you're reading the paper, there the public notices are. And it's like, oh, what's happening to that uh, cornfield across the, the, the street that we always thought was gonna be a cornfield. It looks like that somebody wants to put an asphalt plant there or a, a, a super uh, gigantic mega store there. Um, they're not going to know that that notice is going to be in there, but they discover the notice or their neighbor discovers the notice and, and lets them know. And that's one of the, the great things and the effectiveness of, uh, of newspapers, uh, you know, decade after decade. Right. And so as we make this kind of monumental shift, it feels like, uh, to getting your news online uh, instead of with a piece of paper in your hand, which, you know, I'm really kind of emotionally attached to. Um, so I'm having a hard time, but um, I can't imagine now doing it. So now I do get a lot of my news online and um, I don't get it in that format. I don't get it where, you know, I get a headline and then I, you know, I click on that headline, but nowhere attached to that headline next to it is an article about, you know, the asphalt company that may be coming to town or, you know, notice of a public hearing about change in zoning uh, in your community. So I'm not sure how we are going to address that. I know you have mentioned that, um, that your organization does have a website where you consolidate public notices uh, from all of the newspapers uh, that are members of your association uh, into, one, into one spot, which would be helpful if I had known about that or if any, you know, people knew about it, that might be helpful. But again, uh, the notion that um, I'm, I'm just going to randomly uh, you know, go to that website and look and see if anything's happening is really uh, pretty remote. So um, I, we ha I think we really have to do a lot of consideration of what's happening now that people are getting their news online. Of course, uh, people are getting it in a different way. They're getting it through different sources and uh, you're presented with all kinds of um, uh, sources uh, at once. Uh, you know, when I am a newspaper consumer, you know, I subscribe to the New York Times. I subscribe to, a, you know, a terrifically done uh, local newspaper, which unfortunately has just gone out of business. Um, and, you know, and maybe a couple of others. But I know everything in there is, you know, is from this reliable, trusted source. Um, but when I go online and I see a same, same news item, but uh, the headline uh, presented by very different sources, uh, of course, the headline looks a lot different. And um, when I click on one from, 
you know, the New York Times, then the algorithms uh, are instructed to send me more information from the New York Times. When I click on Fox News, the algorithms of, of my social media, et cetera, um, you know, with, and that is, you know, I, because I don't know if you know, but in Facebook, you know, there's a whole news section. So Facebook is not only uh, shaping the information you get in your news feed, but when you click on their news department, uh, they're also molding the news message you get. So I, if I click on a source in there from Fox News, well, then I'm going to get more information from Fox News. Um, you know, and I'm really aware of that. So I make sure and click them all so, so that I get a good mix. But, you know, if you're not doing that, if you're clicking Fox News all the time, then you're, you're just getting Fox News, um, who I don't think even pretends anymore to be, you know, completely fact-based or, or, you know, unbiased. So, um, so this is, you know, this just seems like a, a, a mountain of a problem that uh, we are going to have to address. And so I wonder if, if your organization has given any thought to that. And then of course we have to point out too the, the very recent uh, Supreme Court decision that will allow um, one owner to own many more media outlets, which will kind of further flatten the diversity of information that uh, consumers will get. Uh, because of course it's the same owner putting out the same script to all of these different media outlets. So. I know that's a lot, <laughs> but um, you know, can you speak to you know, can you speak to first the you know the kind of monopoly uh, that we're uh, inviting on uh, news production uh, through this new uh, Supreme Court uh, decision that was unanimous, by the way, uh, and really uh, said that uh, that the uh, FCC doesn't have to consider the impact uh, on uh, women and minorities and uh, other diversity uh, issues that might be squelched uh, from this kind of monopolizing of media outlets. Um, and, and then also, you know, how, can, how are we going to get our news and how are we gonna do it in a way that really provides people with what they need to know to protect themselves and their communities? Well, there is a lot there. Um, <laughs> you know, as, as far as the cross ownership, you know, uh, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, something from, you know, our organization that, that we oppose, you know, we, uh, and part of that is, is based on uh, the cost of providing the news. And, you know, as advertising, uh, unfortunately, has migrated uh, primarily to Google and Facebook, uh, it's put the newspaper industry into, you know, a financial uh, straitjacket. Uh, then you throw a pandemic on, on top of that, which, uh, you know, further eroded the advertising dollar and, and, the, and the paid newspaper circulation model for, you know, for decades and decades has been the advertiser pays the bulk of the cost because they want to get their, their message in front of, uh, you know, the readers of, of, the, of the newspaper because those, those readers are then going out and using that advertising to spend dollars on, on product. Um, so you've seen, you know, uh, unfortunately, as you mentioned, uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, had 13 Indiana papers that actually closed their doors because of, you know, the pandemic on top of the, the financial situation uh, and, and other papers who reduced their frequency, you know, because it's, you know, it costs money to run that press and, and get those papers distributed out to everyone. Um, so you've seen, you know, consolidation efforts between, 
you know, papers operations. You know, there, there are now situations where if you want to place an ad in newspaper, that ad person that you're talking to may not be in your, your county. They may be a few counties over, or in some cases, they may not even be in the, in the state that are, that are working with you on getting your ad placed and designing your ad. Um, the, uh, you know, the reporting staffs have, have, have had to shrink and, and cover greater, greater areas. So by allowing this cross ownership, it does allow for, again, you know, the ability for a news entity to be able to uh, uh, reduce total costs because they're able to centralize certain, certain operations. So uh, that's not going to go away. Uh, you know, what I think you will see, though, is you may see as as those those operations struggle to cover you know greater and greater territory you know it may o- open up the avenue for smaller uh competitors who are more localized you know so you may have an operation that that tries to cover two or three counties or uh, uh you know or focus its coverage on one particular county but that may leave an opening for a competitor who's who can figure out a financial model that makes an ability for them to really cover that that particular school district that's not located in the county seat or that town that's kind of at the far corner of of a a particular community. So there's gonna be opportunities there. As far as the the misinformation and the problems that you have with uh, Facebook and Google, um, you know, there, there, there's a lot we could get into there. You know, part of it is, is what's the adequate compensa- compensation that could go, should go back to those who create the news uh, from a Google and Facebook, uh, you know, which is basically taking advantage of, of, of the news that's being created to help <coughs> create clicks, <coughs> excuse me, on their platforms, which is what they, what they live on, you know, because they, the, more, the more times you're clicking on to Google or Facebook and then seeing the ads that go along with it or clicking through those ads because you're seeing them, that's, that's more revenue for them. Uh, and that's what has led to these algorithms that are designed to reinforce what they think you want to see uh, so that if you click on a particular story or subject matter, then you're going to get suggested, you know, four or five more stories on that particular subject matter. You know, whereas the traditional newspaper has, 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 that's been dropped on your doorstep, uh, it has been designed to, to serve a, a greater public, not just you, but, but you, your, 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 uh, your uh, community surrounding you, which has required them to make sure that they cover more stories uh, uh, and, and cover them in a balanced way, you know, not necessarily trying to just reinforce your perceptions or what they think your perceptions are on the subject, but to give you journalism, which tries to give you the truth, uh, the best that they can determine, which means they're not going to just talk to someone who may agree with you on your point of view, but they may also talk to somebody who's on the other side of that, that, that story, uh, so that you're, you're getting a, a more well-rounded look at that issue so that you can make a, a more informed determination on, well, maybe, maybe my original view on this uh, development that they're talking about bringing into my community 
I was thinking it's going to be a bad thing. Well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought now that I'm hearing both sides of the story. So there's a whole different perspective there with a paid paper because they are, they are, their, their, their coin realm of the coin is credibility. If you don't trust and believe what your newspaper is, is, is giving you, why would you pay for it? You know, whereas Facebook and Google aren't depending on you to pay them because you want to get on Facebook or Google. Their realm is how many times they can get you to click on and how many times they can, uh, because that is where their, their profit comes in is the more times you're clicking onto certain things and seeing their ads. Uh, and, and if they are doing that by steering you towards whatever your viewpoint on life already is and reinforcing that, that's fine for them. They are not worried about whether or not you're getting a well-rounded slice of the story. All they're concerned about is how many times are you going to click onto that? Uh, because the credibility is not what they depend upon or your newspaper has to depend on credibility or you don't use it anymore. Right. And so, and, you know, now we see where that has led us um, to, you know, a world where we have just parallel realities um, where people could not be more convinced that uh, the Democratic Party is run by um, uh Satanists or, you know, people who are running child um, trafficking uh, uh, operations. Uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, and of course the opposite, you know, is out there. There's people who look at people who believe that and just think what, how, you know, and you can hardly even accept the notion of some of the things that people are believing and who uh, walk around on the streets and say, you know, in the out in the open that they believe. So it, this is where, uh, you know, apparently uh, we are now. And so um, I know, and I won't even ask you like, you know, how do we fix this? Because I don't, I don't think anyone has a really great idea unless you got something, I'm, I'm all ears. Well, part of it is, is people need to be, be educated about how these systems work. And, you know, because a lot of this is, that's going on, you know, I mean, it just kind of has grown in the past few years and, and, you know, uh, if you ask me to define an algorithm, I don't think I could give you a definition of an algorithm. Uh, but but a lot of people are impacted by how algorithms are being used, and they don't really maybe understand you know the system. And so you know if if they either were older and grew up in a system where oh here's my newspaper, I trust it to give me the news, and and and, and I you know I think they're going to be fair about the coverage that they have. And so that's kind of the way they they thought news was was done, and now you have you know a situation where you have if I click onto Hulu in the evening and I ask for my choices for news shows coming up are shows that aren't really news; they're political commentary, and you know it can be uh, political commentary that leans towards the uh, the right, or it can be political commentary that leans to the left. But when I'm clicking on my platform, and I'm not just picking on Hulu, but any platform, they're not telling you, oh, these evening shows, these are, these are not really news shows, they're political commentary on news. So people look at it and either they, either they walk away thinking, wow, you know, this is terrible, you know, what this other side is doing based on what I'm hearing, 
or they look at it and say, wow, the media is really biased because, you know, they're, they're, they're this, this is obviously leaning this way or that way. So, the, but they're not really separating the fact that that's not necessarily news, it's political commentary. And then, you know, on top of that, then if, as they're getting online and looking at things, they're not thinking or, or realizing that, okay, when I click on story A, that's triggering a reaction from uh, the, the, the platform, the internet platform, to send me four more stories that reinforce, you know, the point of view that I read and, and is not going to give me three or four stories that cover the wide breadth of that issue and the different side. So if people realize what they're, what this, what's, what's happening to them, then they can take that political commentary story for what it's worth in the evening and say, oh, okay, this is, this is the spin that this, this side's putting on the issue. And if I want to get the spin from the other side, I know I can go to this, this channel and, and I'll hear something that's 180 degrees different, uh, but, but I'll know that where it's coming from. Or if they're uh, online and they're, you know, they, uh, they, if they are educated enough, they can say, okay, I'm not necessarily just going to take the five headlines from the same news source that they suggested. I may want to read a, a story from another news outlet uh, because that'll give me a little bit different perspective than what I'm getting from, from this particular uh, news outlet. But until we educate them on, on that, then they may still be thinking that this is the same as it used to be. You know, news is news and it's fair and it's, un, it's, uh, uh, it's you know, uh, gives me both sides of the story. And that's just not necessarily happening because of the way some of these, uh, these new paradigms are, are, are constructed. Well, let's hope that, um, we don't have a whole lot more time, but let's hope that um, the journalists who are, are getting squeezed out um, you know, by this new shift, uh, both to online and to more you know, partisan and biased uh, news, um, can come together <laughs> and, um, and find a way to really um, persevere with a really unbiased, both sides of uh, every issue, uh, education and uh, inform informing of the public. Well, I'm going to try to be. I'm going to try to be optimistic because I still believe that you know journalism is is vital and journalism is desired, uh, you know, by by people, whether it's at the very local level, the state level, or they want national news, and uh, you know because they all understand that that's how they they learn what's going on in their community or their country or their state. Uh, so the appetite is there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the financial model has, has, has cracked, but there's also things that are in the works that may change that, that model. Uh, there is uh, uh, legislation that may be floated in, in the Congress that looks at uh, uh, allowing newspapers to band together to try to negotiate for compensation from a Facebook and a Google. Uh, this has already been done in Australia. Uh, uh, France has, has passed the legislation too, I believe, uh, where they're looking at, uh, you know, forcing the platforms that are that are basically sucking up most of the advertising dollars uh, and are taking advantage of the ability that you know they control and and present news through these algorithms to individuals, but there isn't any compensation that goes back to 
the newspaper, TV station, or freelancer, whoever, who's created the content. Um, and that is, is something that's being looked at as far as trying to allow for uh, a, a level playing field between those who are creating the news and those who are controlling the distribution and the collection of data from that distribution that allows them to make more money. Right. Wow. Wow. That's great. Oh, that's terrific. That's new to me. And I'm just, uh, that does give me hope. So that's great. So, all right, well, we are out of time. So um, I do want to ask you though, any other parting words of wisdom for us out here in, uh, you know, uh, in media consuming land? Well, just uh, just to encourage people to continue to support their, their local newspapers, uh, because if the newspaper dies in their community, they have to ask themselves, who's going to go to that school board meeting, city council, uh, cover the basketball games, all the things that, that bind a community together and, and allow it uh, as, you know, to move forward as, as, as a democratic unit. So, you know, support your local newspaper. All right, great. All right, well, thanks again for joining us. And um, we, I've learned um, so much. And so, uh, so hopefully we'll get to do this again sometime. Love to talk again. Mm -hmm.